take a sweet. Mm, it's almost that time. Take yeah, man, the Swig Podcast, man. Yeah, we got to tune take in. Man, let me grab this beer yeah. right quick, man. Yeah, let me take get my drink ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you, man. They be talking about all types of stuff on the man, the loggers, the man. There's some beers I ain't never even heard of on there. We about to learn about them, yeah. don't you? What's up, world? It's Kramer Deans, a.k.a. The Bearded Brother, back at it again with another episode of the Swig Podcast. And of course, I got my lovely co-host, Shani Hadia, the marvelous gift in this bitch. Damn, Kramer, can you tell the people what we're drinking? Yeah, let me check the bag and see what we got in here. We got a couple things, I believe. Go ahead and crack that thing over. What we got? All right, we got uh, Boss Brewing Company. Uh, looks like it's a uh, hazy IPA here. Oh, yeah, that's fresh out of New Mexico. From um, AC's trip. Oh man! And of course, we got to go with our uh, coveted local beer right here. We got the Ever Clever from the Bearded Iris. Okay, okay. I rocks with Bearded Iris. Yeah, they come out with some good stuff. Yeah, the IPAs sure. be on point. And the last one, this one seems really dumb. I'm kind of excited about trying. It's the Trim Tab Brewing, the Theory of Abundance. That sounds like a sociology class in college. <laughs> I'm trying to get the trim tab soon because it's been on my radar. Um, oh, Birmingham. Yeah, sure. yeah, Birmingham is a hop, skip, and a jump away. I think it's very feasible. Their regular iPay is that too. wonderful. That too. Uh, this one, um, it hit the stores just recently, I think. I, I'm talking a lot about trim tab, but which one we going to start with? Um, I think we just go our tried and true we go local. Maybe. Okay, we'll crank the local one first. Yeah, for sure. It's the double IPA here. It's dry, double dry hop, which is pretty cool, which is going to mean it's going to be pretty uh, bitter on the front end and on the finish as well. So let me. Yeah, I like I like double dry hop. I, I like IPAs. Like yeah, the hazy one's a little questionable to me, but I'm really excited about that theory of abundance. I um. You know, that Southern Grits had, like, their releases this weekend, and uh-huh. Kramer and I met up. We didn't get any cans. You didn't get any cans, I didn't end you? up getting any cans. No, but... Not this time, at least. They dropped that um, strawberry upside-down cake, and then the other one was Hoppy Tim's. Yes. What were your thoughts? Um, the- um Yeah, Hoppy Tim's for me, I really liked it. I liked the whole... That's uh, another dry hop. Uh, IPA, so it was really bitter and it was dry and it had like a very big mouthfeel to it, which it just again means just how it felt when I uh, drank it. It was pretty creamy to me. It was, it was thick. It was like a, a really hazy situation. I know they had a lot of hops in that one. Um, that strawberry upside down cake for me though, I don't think I was a big fan of that. I was a little dis- disappointed in the lack of bitterness. I was looking for more of a tartness to it. That was an IPA, yo. I forgot it was an IPA. Yeah. <laughs> it like, it makes you forget in the taste for sure, but like, it actually tasting like the actual thing. It was spot on. I just wish it was more tart than it was sweet. Yeah, when it came across the timeline, I was like, what? Strawberry Upside Down IPA? That sounds like something I want to drink. Um, Though I'm not big on... It really, it was just a new beer, so that's probably why I wanted to drink it because sweet beers don't even sound appealing to me, but having a flavorful IPA like that, I was definitely down for it. But it had way too much lactose sugar. Most most definitely. Even for me, and I... I love, I have a huge sweet tooth. So even for me, it was kind of overwhelming. I wanted more of the bitterness in there or you can switch it out to a tartness where it isn't a sour, but it still has like that bite to it. It was just basically drinking like sugary milk almost with a splash of strawberry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a little too much. No, but speaking of uh, <laughs> when the, the Hoppy Tim's hit my timeline, that that was actually, I think, or at least I saw the announcement before the strawberry upside down cake. And so when I saw it, I was like, Tim's, Hoppy Tim's. And it was a picture of some Tim's with like buku hops on and around it. I was like, white people wear Tim's? Right. No, wait, like, dead serious? Like, it's not every day, B. <laughs> I really, of course, you know, black people, we always talk about how um, New York dudes wear Tim's. And <laughs> I, I really thought they were appropriating for a second. I really had to take a step back. It was like, wait, Tim's are work boots 
first and foremost, and not a fashion accessory. Well, true. not just a fashion accessory. So <laughs> I definitely thought about that. Then it got me thinking how breweries do appropriate oh, yeah, our sure. culture with different names. You mentioned one when we were um when we were just having a conversation. What was the one you said? Um It was the Beer Yance from Lineup Brewery. Oh Beer Yance, yeah. I remember that a couple years ago. Beyonce shut that shit down. Like within <laughs> days. Like not even like seven two hours. Be- why we can't name no beers after you. She probably don't care as long as she getting me getting the money. What she say, um pay me an equity. Yep. Like you at least gotta pay pay me an equity for it. Like you at least hit her publicist something. Like at least say you reached out. I don't even know if they reached out or not for real. And they just went forward with it, thought it was gonna be okay. Yeah, I yeah, they and then it had the even the same style as her um Beyonce album. So with that mm-hmm. same font with the pink black can, that pink name, I think it was pink. That was it was like, okay, you were doing a little bit too much. Yeah, you were really, really going for it. You won these sales. And I even, like, go back and, like, think about that story. They kind of, like, low-key celebrated it. Like, yo, Beyonce shut us down. We can use that. I was you like, mean, no, that's not a good thing. Like, she couldn't really have fucked y'all up wait, when they Wait, when they say all, like, no, all press is good press. Exactly. So They took that. They, they took that and ran with it. All press is good press. So, I ain't even... Beyonce I mean, shut us down. Holla at us. I'm not mad at them for trying the name. Um, and I ain't mad at Beyonce for shutting it down. Because, like, what if their beer sucked? Yeah, that. Or, like, <laughs> Nobody you don't was, drink beer, so... Drink, maybe she drinks stouts. And she didn't want a Pilsner to be named after her. You know what I'm right. saying? Beyonce might have had some rhyme or reason. I'm going to say, B, I'm giving you a little more credit because I really rock with your last album. <laughs> I feel like you may drink IPAs. You seem like the type to drink IPAs. And so if you had a beer, if you had a beer named after you, it would be a nice tropical hoppy beer. Oh, yeah. With. <laughs> A lot of body. <laughs> I saw I what you did there. Laugh on that one. I, yeah, I saw know, what you did. I respect. <laughs> she got a lot of body though. But, I was like, um, or she could do a shandy because you know she had lemonade and that's beer and lemonade mixed together a little bit. So she might have a little shandy coming out or something like that as well. Uh, a shandy would just be too easy though. True. Shandies are good for people to start um, start drinking beer. So sure, I just thought eliminate that. I was going with the more of the pun thing. You're right. right. You're right. You're right. I missed that. I missed I'll that. be honest with you. you like, it's part like, lemonade, part beer. So hey, okay, I can see that. And it's like a Jay Z. I, I don't want to talk too much on this because they might shut when, this episode down. We, we just playing, y'all. We just playing. Or I might be. We might be able to pitch it to them. Send us some Ivy Park though. <laughs> I did see somebody with some Ivy Park and it was kind of fly this past weekend. I was like, I really like the colors. But anyway, I'm not going to talk too much about the beer concept because Beyonce, we're going to reach out to you and Jay-Z and do a nice shandy and it'd be a mix of both of y'all styles. And I think I, I think you'll agree like that one, B. Anyway, let me start talking to Beyonce because somebody, <laughs> somebody sent her this episode. Please and thank you. You know, um, breweries and really the industry in general... They're trying to diversify now. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I respect their effort. I think it's just the actual execution of it needs need some tweaking to it. I mean, I'm going to say, I'm going to be a little honest. We know it's about the mighty dollar oh, yeah. that, they're, that they're doing it. But, you know, what does not revolve around money? Cash rules everything around me. Cream get, get the, the money. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. You know, if there's not already a beer... That's probably would be a good name for a cream ale. Somebody really needs to. They need to partner with Wu Tang. You can reach out to somebody. Somebody's gonna respond to that. And that's like the perfect name for for a, a cream ale. And I mean, they're already using our names and our rap names and things relevant to our culture. Oh yeah, for sure. To to name beers. Yeah, I mean, so, Ghostface Killer already has a collaboration that kind of worked out coincidentally. Um, I f- forget the name at this moment, but 
they released the beer before they even reaching out to him. They found out about it, but it managed to work out in the brewery's favor and they were able to use that name. He was like, all right, cool. This is actually a good product. I'm good with it. So maybe it has to do with something of uh, the taste of the beer they release. If it's gross, then I'm like, yeah, no. So <laughs> Terrapin had a beer called, um, and this is, this is near and dear to my heart. I never had this beer. I might need to try it. But it was called So Fresh and So Green Green. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That was that was um an ode to Out Outcast. Um Outcast is my favorite group. Yes. If ever I'm down, put on Outcast and I no longer will be down. I can't. I gotta rap. I gotta like I I rap every song of theirs. But I think it's uh I think it's an unwritten law in Georgia. If you're from there, you have to know at least a whole album of Outkast. Ooh. Or an album worth of songs. <laughs> I'll change I'll change that. <laughs> album worth Not, of songs. Of yeah, a, so about a, twelve day songs. You gotta at least know a variety. You gotta have a variety of their songs. Wait, let's just pause. What do you think about this? Um, this ever clever. This they this is well done right here. I really like the citrusy kind of the orange lemony kind of combination there and it's not even though it's double dry hopped it doesn't leave your mouth in a kind of dry fashion like some beers can Mm -hmm. it still like kind of makes you want more like you want to keep just constantly keep sipping it which to me is a well done IPA in my opinion when it can make you want to like keep taking sips right after another yeah this is so they say bursting foxy intricate that right there there's some adjectives right there yeah i was telling somebody though um it reminds me of weed and when i look if you look up Mm. in leafly and it says uh the the what kind of high that the weed will give you then you you can put bursting in leafly bursting foxy intricate they sound like they're describing a strain that's all telling the guy bearded iris matter of fact I was like, this sounds like a strain of weed, but Everclub. I'm it really it. does. This is a nice. This is a, of course, like yeah, again, Bearded Iris does really great IPAs. Yeah, they and, they don't disappoint. Yeah, it's giving me um, hazy vibes without the uh, fruitiness of the haze. But it's just yeah. a, it's just being dry hopped is just a, a thicker beer. I wonder how it would taste in like a warmer weather, like in a nice summer day. Sitting out, I get a pool or something. Mm, like you can that. only do IPA. Yeah, that's when I drink, drink brewed IPAs when this mm. coming to the uh, coming to the summertime. But that's neither here nor there. But I <laughs> will will touch on brewed IPAs closer to that time, people, because those are one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, I would go back. I would I would want to try this so fresh and so green green. Um, uh, me IPA, too. The, the hazy IPA, just based on the name. So, do you think that those beers with the catchy rap name sell more? I think so. Like, I think it kind of brings in like, oh, like I love like it's usually like songs that are kind of like crossover. It's not really like a deep cut. Uh, Wu Tang song or like a, anything like that. Like you won't have. Certain things that are going to be kind of more exclusive to the hip hop world. It's going to be something that like your friend Billy heard and loves. And it's going to, and they see that in the in the pun. They're going, oh, I gotta try that. So fresh, so green, green. I love that song. Yeah. I gotta try the beer. That's like um, Fat Bottoms here in Nashville. Yeah, they got the two hop Shakur. Two hop Shakur. When the first time I went in Fat Bottoms, what was the first thing I ordered? The two, two hop Shakur. Shakur. I had it at Slim Huskies for the first time. Yeah. Did it did it speak to me? Probably. Was it an IPA? Yes. So that absolutely helped. Um, I probably could pass on if it's a style that I don't necessarily care for. I could probably pass on it. But I'm trying to broaden my horizons and drink a little more than IPAs because I'd be lit messing around with all of these IPAs. Right. Um, I've noticed like a lot of these like hip-hop inspired ones are always a lighter style type of beer whether it's like a ipa or even like amber or anything like that i haven't not to my knowledge noticed anything that's like a 
dark amber or a style or anything like that. <laughs> There's one that oh, I like this song, Bees in a Trap. It was done by Grim Artisanal Ales. Um, it's a Belgian style triple. So, you know, the, the monks with a the trap, mm-hmm. they make the Belgian style L's and the Trappist monks. So it was a good, that was a good play on words. Like, I mean, that was I a good one. It. Yeah. It's sweetened with a heaping dose of clover honey. Of course, he's like, it has to have honey in there somewhere. You, you it have just to. Has if to. you really was going like, like, use the name. I'd be upset. More, not even on the name. It's just like, how you gonna have bees, but no, no honey involved? Honey. No like, honey. You didn't, you were really stretching here if you didn't have it in there. So, are you upset with them using the name? Would you be upset? I, I, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm upset, but I think it's a pinch lazy. Mm. More than like upsetting. It's like, oh, of course you, this is a great way to play on the honey in there, but also bring another, again, crossover song that everybody likes to try to sell that beer or just sell the brewery in, in general. Do you think they get black people off of those names? No. <laughs> that would be my thing. Like, okay. I kind of rolled my it? eyes when I first saw I was like, okay. You're using the name and you're using the rap song, but what are you doing to to reach out to the to to black people how what are you doing to bring black people into your into your brewery exactly or how are you going into the community the black community and selling your beer exactly that's like a or even songs that the people we are actually listening to i don't bees and trap is a good song but i think that's on one of the songs, they're like, oh, I'll listen to it on the workout, but you're not really, like, bumping to it like that in the car, like, or anything like that. Yeah, but I, I don't, I mean, I don't expect them to go to track eight on a, on a Gucci Man album and pick out that. I respect <laughs> that it song. They do. It has to be, <laughs> it has to be, like, a universal song. So, yeah. I absolutely get that part. Um, And Black Breweries... I think if they go with more hip hop names, they can go, you know, they can deeper in the cuts. Yeah, of certain artists yeah, for they sure. can, yeah, yeah, they yeah. can go back in the crates and you know get something Pull out something and then out. some yeah some songs that we're familiar with. But in order to be, it has to be crossover for sure. But the thing is that they not really like you don't really fuck with black people like that. Yeah, um, sure. and not intentionally or not, you know, or unintentional. Um, if you're not making an effort to reach out to the black community or black beer drinkers, then I absolutely don't think you should be using anybody's, any rap songs name. No, I agree with that. Can you at least get a picture of Nicki Minaj holding your beer? It probably costs too much. It probably costs too much. It probably does, but uh, there are a couple of breweries I do respect because they actually have reached out and made contact or even got content for them to post. Like Goose Island, like I rock Goose Island heavy. They have the new, the no uh, collar uh, beer with uh, Chance the Rapper playing mm-hmm. off of No Problems. And it's called what? No Collar. Okay. Um, and I don't think I would have connected the two. Yeah, they but. They it with him? Yeah, and they have, like, a video of him in the brewery, in the canning line, like, mm, yo, okay. this is me, like, hanging out, try the new co- the no-collar, uh, I think it's a IPA, if I'm not mistaken. It's really good. Oh, no-collar, like, because he wears shirts that don't have no-collar. He, yeah. he have them old church shirts. Yes. No. <laughs> But they reached out to him. He agreed, and he's in the brewery there. Um, and then there's a couple breweries in Chicago, Miami, and Brooklyn that collab with the uh, duo Run the Jewels. Oh, I like Run the Jewels. Yeah, it's like I, I love That's I love a, all this Mike, stuff. Mike Bigger. Yes, Mike, <laughs> to the Mike, aka Michael Render, whatever you want yeah. to um, go by, and his uh, colleague LP. They have some great projects out there, but like. That was the really cool thing about like Pipeworks in Chicago or Jay Wakefield in Miami and Interboro in Brooklyn. They reached out, got them to agree and even try the product and vouch for it. I was like, I think that's the key 
Like, yeah. If you're going to do a so fresh, so green, green, I'm sure you can, at, at the very least, get in contact with Big Boy. Like, I don't, I don't even think the government can find Andre 3000. No. no so, <laughs> Big Boy, you at least re- do the very least and reach out. I'm sure he'd be down. Yeah. Doing the beer like that. It's just like, or just merely just like, hey, like, Big Boy, we want to do a beer called So Fresh, So Green, Green. How would you feel being... I think you have to perhaps be um, of a bigger name, especially going down, I mean, something like Outcast route. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you have to be willing to shell out some some coinage or there has to be um, an interest from the artists themselves. Right. Because some of the names of the, uh, some of the breweries you named, they are bigger name breweries. Oh yeah, for sure. Brewer- Breweries that are uh, that brew to distribute and not just brew for their tap room. So those those breweries that brew for their tap room, I don't think you're gonna be able to get somebody in there like Outcast. But you can always start off small. Oh yeah, for sure. It's okay to start off small. There are a couple more that I did like scrounge up from Stillwater. They have Hop Vine uh, Bling. Hop Vine Bling. And so that's that. I can't really even say that right. Right, hop. Vine. I, that's why I had to say it slow. Vine. I was like hop, fine, bling. I think I said I it right. I probably screwed up the first time I said it. And then they have money trees, inspired by Kendrick Lamar. I was like, that. That's pretty dope. But I now what does hop, vine, bling gives me IPA vibes. Maybe a pale ale, but if you're gonna mention hops, it gotta be like. I imagine hoppy, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, Money Tree, I am curious what that one entails. Oh, it seems... Okay, so it's a lemony goze in praise of Kendrick Lamar's Yabish. Yabish? Yeah. Or in praise of Kendrick Lamar, Yabish. They they had to add the Yabish at the end. Who wrote this article? Are they black? I need Mm. to... They are not... So it's probably played super awkwardly in there. They just had a. I might have just said it awkward. He kind of put it in there fine. But <laughs> it, it probably was just me. You know, again, just collabing with. Maybe even if they take it on a local level, especially like if you're brewing for a tap room. For sure. And not really for distribution. If you partner with a local um, rapper or a local artist, it doesn't even have to be rap, but somebody that has a little um, clout in the in the city, that's a great opportunity to tap into a whole nother market. Oh yeah, you most know. definitely. You know, they have um they have people like you can invite those people to come perform in your brewery. So again, I understand the need for crossover artists, but we also can't pretend like white people aren't like one of the big, biggest consumers of hip hop. They actually spend the money in hip hop. So I can't be mad at them for using the names. But when you know that black people are not um, involved in the craft beer industry, we're not, we have been kind of, I don't want to say pushed out, but in a we're sense, not, we're not uh, definitely not realized. included. We're not really seen. Yeah. It's like, it, so we're, it, we're there, but we're not there. It's a great opportunity to, it's like, oh, I know white people like hip-hop as well. And we have black people who like hip-hop. Let's marry the two. And we have bringing our a black hip-hop artist instead of the white soul artist or country artist adding the country twang to a hip hop song. No I can't tell you. Dude, I can't tell you how many times I done went in and I done heard like Outcast in the country version. Right, or acoustic. Don't want to hear that. Wait, like, I mean I'm here for an acoustic. I'm here for an acoustic. But I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's like come It's on. like, but you that's the only way we're gonna get quote unquote black music into That's that's very true. Like even the on my other places of business, I work at a brewery here in town. Just like a little side note, going to bring it back, circle it back in. I remember I was, one of my bosses messaged, it was like, hey, if you're going to change the music, you got to go through me or the other person in charge. Because we have certain music we want to play 
for a certain crowd. I saw mm-hmm. the message. I was like, "What's the certain crowd?" Right. I was like, "What's the certain music?" Expound on you, this, manager. He forget I work here. He he forgot you were on the thread. <laughs> right. He was thinking that he was like, "Oh, damn!" They got another thread without the black guy. I'm sure they do. And he probably thought he was putting it there. <laughs> the conversation he had after on that other thread. It was probably off the chain. In all the wrong ways when I say off the chain. Oh, I fucked up. I included the black guy. Oh, shit. shit. I was being real shitty, man. Um. Wait, okay. So, (laughs) I'm realizing that um, I'm about to take my last sip. Your glass is already empty. Yeah, I drink I drink beer like water. You Um, really do. You don't want to keep up with me. It's like 90% water, so, you know, it's all good. What... Is it that we're gonna go to next? I so, picked the first one. I'll let you get the next one. Ooh, okay. So I'm gonna go with this boss because I've been kind of waiting. I did to, not expect you to pick that one. I, I really didn't. I, you thought I wasn't. You thought I was. Put this abundance of theory on the ice. I want to make right, sure that right. that has a nice little chill to it. Um, you really threw me for a loop on this one. I, you know what? I was doing that on purpose because I want to. I want to end it with that one. Okay. Respect. You know, I want to take that. I, I, you know, unless we finish it too early, then we'll see. But this boss. So I've been actually waiting to drink this one. And so AC went on a solo trip. She left my ass at the crib and was like, I'm going to New Mexico. And I was like, okay, but bring me back some beer. Like, it's going to cost you. And so that's what she did, thankfully. She made some really good choices, too. Um, I've had uh, another Bosque. Not going to even try to pretend like I know the name, but it was a different color. So I'm going to say it was a different beer. And... It was really good. So, um, with us doing more of this hazy style IPA situation right now, I feel like that was this was a a good transition. Yeah, I was like, you know how some breweries have like themes. I was like, I wonder what like New Mexico tries to like specialize in. You know what I mean? Like, that's a good question. Is it I, like hazy? Or I do is know, it? and this is, I mean, this is unrelated to their theme, but. <laughs> I had to pause for effect. Um, the they only allow you to have two beers, two beers at per brewery. Now I don't know if what? you leave, come back, and you can get more. Like but even if you're there like six hours, you can only have like two beers. They only can sell you two beers. Oh man! I want to say there's somewhere else that said like somebody messaged me and said the same thing. No, I'm sorry, they didn't message me. They were at the uh, my beer money job. They my beer money job is um, the job, my part-time gig that I go to for my beer money because this shit is expensive. That they could only do two two beers as well. So it seems like it's a thing. Now, you can go to as many breweries as you want, but all you can do is get two beers. Hmm, I wonder and how that does to an extent, I already do that. Like, I'll get a flight <laughs> or we'll get two beers and then, you know, we'll try something, usually a right. flight, and we'll go to another... Uh, brewery but if I lived in that city that would get tiring because sometimes I just like to get faded at a brewery yeah that's sometimes the best place to do it and it's like two two beers like I, I wonder how that does for like breweries or tap rooms like bottom line like two and that is I mean that's a good question it, it, it I think it promotes more of like a beer culture um and even like a, a brew tour culture because mm-hmm. uh, it makes people like bar hop because again if you want to have a day of drinking or you know do some day drinking day. shall I say yeah you're going to have to go to a couple rather than like sitting at one I mentioned like the, my beer money gig right? and how it's expensive that is another reason I would say that black people don't drink beer as much we don't have as much disposable income. Um, we taught out here for a pimp. That's what I'm going to say. A lot of times, I don't know where these people get this money, but white people just have more disposable income to spend. Oh, yeah, most definitely. 
I would say we also choose to spend it on other things. We might be more materialistic, so we might go and pick up a pair of shoes that cost us $150, where some white person picking up some $50 Asics and heading to the beer, I mean, heading to the beer. <laughs> they probably head to the beer, too, you know. Well, literally, heading to the beer, but they head to the brewery to pick up the beer. Mm-hmm. So... Which is going to cost as much as they shoes. Exactly. That's what I'm about to say. Now they're about to spend $50, you know, on a couple new releases. There's a level of like, you have to enjoy craft beer and enjoy the releases. And enjoy everything that comes with it and be willing to spend your money. So if that's not where it's at for you, um, you're not going to really. Also, like it's marketing too. Like those hundred dollar shoes, you probably gonna see a commercial for those hundred dollar shoes before you hear anything about a release of a beer too. Perfect example. So it's like just like like Jordans, like people know at the drop of a hat when the new threes are coming out at on the third at three fifty nine PM at these four stores, but they probably can't name three breweries here. No, no indeed. I know they can't. I follow a lot of craft beer on Facebook and um, I was scrolling and came across this uh, this post from Craft, craft Brewed Nashville. Mm-hmm. And Craft Brewed is a, a beer bar here. So, a and, shop, and a right? bottle shop. Yeah. So it's like a one half is the bottle shop. The other half is the uh, beer bar. And on their building, they have just a wide open wall on the outside of that building. So they're looking for murals, some people to do murals. Well, I know that our black people, like, they're not going to really see this. Nobody's following craft brood. You know, unless you're specifically tagged and you're um, connected to somebody who is a an avid beer drinker or I don't know why they would follow craft brood otherwise, but um, you wouldn't you wouldn't see that post. So I made sure I shared it because I would love to see a like black a person. Or something I, I don't think he does murals, but like the North Nashville Collective. Yes. They do murals. Too. There's a lot of other people um, that aren't as big name that do murals and names that I don't even know. So I'm not going to even try to go down that route. But to see some black people on, what is that, 8th Ave mm-hmm. in a generally white area and it's like and it doesn't have to be black people on it per se I don't need, necessarily need to see them painting the white artists too, to be, but the artist being black would be I'm totally with that awesome. and they actually like promote it that would be that's the difference that can really hit because like they can do it and just be like oh we didn't really want these people I tell you it. when it's done black beer experience will absolutely be having a um, a meetup there. Oh yeah, for sure. We call you know. I'll put the word out to bring out the black community. Oh yeah, I just I just want to see I just want to see them think in that in that manner. And this is why it's important for you to have black people on your team because they're gonna think outside of the box. They're yeah. gonna and outside of the box in a sense of the box that you're in. Yeah, they'll I was see, just about to say they'll I was think like outside of that. Yeah, we're almost rude to this uh, beer. We didn't even really chat about it. We oh, yeah. What you think about the boss? I like it. It says it's haze. You said it, it like look you're lying. It. <laughs> like, no. you like it? I, I like it. It's on a, like, I wasn't expecting from just, like, what it describes. It says it's haze. Yeah. It does not have the look of it, but I feel like it kind of has a taste and, like, feel when you drink it of a haze. It doesn't hit you as hard as, like, a traditional IPA where the hops is just, like, right there. As soon as it touches your lips, you feel the hops. It's yeah. Not, it's like, you taste the hops a little bit, but then it's just kind of, like, I definitely subdued looks, a little bit, for sure. Looks of it, I am not getting haze. It's very, like, golden. Uh, like, I can... I can't fully see through it, so it's not like Pilsner level, but there's a little bit of haze to it. And it's, it's like just you said, that mouthfeel is a little thick, but uh, as maybe, maybe... Um, if you were just looking at it and no one told you what it was, you probably believe it is just like a regular IPA. 
Open space, if it's named the open space haze, it gotta be a hazy, right? So what's more captivating than a hazy IPA that stands above the rest? Ripe fruit aromatics start the open space haze experience, which then washes your palate with soft tropical notes and citrus rind. A blend of our favorite flavor-packed hops finishes off by delivering the round bitterness uh, you crave in an IPA. So it has the red too body of an IPA. It's not like completely oh, no, it's straight from all it. It's like we just I really, strip. I really like this actually because I'm not big on hazies. So if you want to call it a hazy, that's fine. But it's definitely I'm I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Um yeah we just knocked that one. The other one was a 16 ounce so we just really knocked that one out real quick. It's super easy. Yeah, this is a twelve ounce can, which we actually learned this weekend. Or oh, I, I don't know if you learned. I no, learned. no, I didn't hear that guy. So we were at Southern. Let me just give a little backdrop. I know we told y'all we were at Southern Grist. So we were at Southern Grist, and uh, we were sitting there trying our beers, but it was thick. Southern Grist, East Nashville, all of Southern Grist actually. Usually on their release days, they're pretty live out there. Yeah, the seating is minimal. Um, so we made our way and ended up on these sofas with um, some people from Atlanta area and from Knoxville. Yeah. And in true brewery fashion, we all sat around and just started talking. What are you drinking? How do you feel about it? And the guy broke it down, some, some stuff for you. Yeah, I was talking about like those 16 ounce cans you see in four packs. They're just really six packs smashed into the four packs. Yeah. Which I didn't really, I don't know if I didn't know that or if I just was like, wasn't paying attention to it and I didn't really think about it in the way. So I was just like, when he explained it, it was like, that makes way more sense. 16 or 12. See, when I have the 16 ounce, I actually, I, I can drink one beer. Mm-hmm. If I have a twelve ounce, I'm likely gonna drink two, right? Just because um, I'm I almost I just want a little more, yeah. And because I there's think, not I like think about it like that, there's, four, like, there's not a four ounce can. Oh yeah, most definitely. I think even then, like I think about, I'm like I didn't. I I don't think I ever made the correlation. Still, with like that is so, really just a six pack. Yeah, like yeah. I think I now I think about it. I'm like. Oh, that's why I wanted to when I, I had a twelve pack. That only financially. Again, beer is expensive. Um, when I look at a four pack and I'm like, well, okay, this many ounces cost X amount of dollars. This many ounces cost X amount of dollars. Add them up, divide by two, carry the one square root of I figure out how much the and who says we don't use algebra in real life. Right. No, I'm just um, I got cube root, but hey, <laughs> I yeah, I so I kind of I thought about it in that aspect, but when he was saying it, it definitely brought it to to the forefront again. Yeah, it, yeah, it was like new information for me as well, like for me, and definitely something I'm gonna for sure pay attention to. Oh, you like know the pricing and things like that. What was funny though, when we asked one of the guys what was his favorite brewery, and he named three taverns. You were excited about that. Coming up, would you ever have imagined a brewery in the deck? Not at all. Not I'm, at all. I'm like, talking about straight from the deck. Like yes. that area. <laughs> or even like Ludacris, he says, from Decatur where they rob neighbors in the night creek creek. Like you hear yeah. that, then it's like, oh, we're going to throw a brewery in that same kind of neighborhood. It's like, no, you're not. Well, <laughs> they do now because when I don't know who breweries work with and what tabs they're keeping up. But they are so good at showing up in a newly gentrified area. Gentrifying. Gentrifying area. It was, you would see two new houses that are being built. Those tall skinny joints. And then three doors down is the newest brewery. I ain't mad at it, but I'm mad at it. (laughs) And I don't know, like the whole gentrification thing, I'm not sure if I'm mad at the fact that the neighborhood is gentrifying. It needs to change. For sure. I think we just, I think 
we have the same level of anger. I think it's like the level of like we're not a part of it. That is my. I think that's like my we're thing. on the out. They put us on the outside looking in, or we somehow not due to whatever the issue is. We're on the outside. We put ourselves in the vision of on the outside looking in, and we're like, oh man, why can't we keep you a part of that? Yeah. I mean, what? Now I know going. I know going to some of these council meetings is where it starts, but I would like to know. What is it that the breweries are looking for, listening for, um, that 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 has says, okay, this is the best place to open up. Now, what happens is they open up in a um, in a gentrified area, a gentrifying area, and it's usually like a lot of artists. Those are a lot of beer drinkers, especially like those are the guys with the beard. They start looking for those same type of neighborhoods, and then. <laughs> They say, oh, this is getting popular. Oh, look, another gentrifying neighborhood. Let's go set up our second location there. And this is how they expand. And now you got a brewery everywhere. And again, it's a love-hate relationship because I love those neighborhoods and I want us to be a part of the story. But at the same time, I love breweries and I love going to support a brewery in one of those type of neighborhoods because you also can get some great local fare right up the street, typically. Usually, yeah. That's usually how it goes, for sure. With these gentrifying areas, like, I think the thing we, at least for me, I get tripped up on is like, can I still walk in these venues, whether it's a brewery, restaurant, and feel like I can still walk in there without any kind of issue. Whether an issue actually happens, like, that's... There's always a concern, because you know yeah, the, sure. Most definitely. the demographic of the of a beer drinker, like the average demographic. True. And like, it doesn't necessarily have to happen, but like, I don't want to... Am I walking in and feel like, well, I'd be surprised if something happens. And usually, like, how I make my decisions on where I go, I'm like, I'm walking here. If something happens, will I be upset? Probably. I'm not going in there. So is that a, is that your black man perspective? Oh, most definitely. Like, like, every, like everywhere I go, like, I think kind of have, like, that thought in the back of my head. I'm like, something happens. See. What do I expect? Like, am I going to be embarrassed? Am I going to be mad? Like, how can this ice negative situation go down for me typically i go in with a a pretty positive mind frame and i feel like i'm just gonna be able to get my beer and go about my business now i mean knock on wood um i haven't had any issues me neither even being a black gay woman i haven't had any issues and I haven't. I, I'm also a little bit oblivious. I'm in my zone. So if something has happened, and as long as you don't directly like address me, I probably could be like, "Oh, okay," or you know, write it off like, "Okay, you're an ass." But that's it. I haven't had any issues. But I was just. It's, it was just intriguing because black male going into a location versus just black female going into a location because nobody knows my orientation like prior to me uh, saying something or wearing something. I just have a different mindset. Now, I'm cognizant of it. Don't get me wrong. I'm ready. I'm ready if anybody ever jumps stupid. I, I operate in like having that positive mind frame that this is going to be a good experience. Right. But I totally understand somebody who is hesitant going in there. So my question to you is, how do breweries fix that? Is there a fix? I mean, is there a fix that they can do? I I think it's just like if I walk in, I feel like most like patrons know when things are going good and going bad. Like we have a pretty good like internal radar for that. So it's just like when I walk in, I want you to treat me as same as like your boy Peter. You quickly addressing him. Is Peter the white guy? Yes. <laughs> or Chad. I'm making more you know, obvious. Chad is, I know a black Peter. And so no, Peter I do not. Is, like all the Peters I know are white. Jamaican. You address, like, I can see when you're addressing him quickly, you're striking up a conversation with him and you make him feel at home. But with me, you're like, hey, 
What can I get mm. you? Okay, I've been there. I've, I've it's like I've, I've noticed that like in a lot of times they think they're slick with that. Sometimes I'm like, we see that, but we're not gonna. We're gonna make you feel it on something else or a comment or even some last tips. I was like, you had a whole conversation with Chad, but me, you act like you didn't know what to say to me. I'm so I totally I, I get where you're coming from. Um, I'm a pause, not for real, but like I'll crack the other fool. Um, gotcha. I so I call myself um, socially antisocial. Interesting. Span on that a little bit more. Right. So I really I enjoy um I think it's called an ambivert, really. Mm-hmm. Like you are okay. an extrovert and an introvert, like you have your times as a combination. That's really where I am. So that's when I say I'm socially antisocial. I really enjoy interacting with people, but if it's a awkward exchange, I really have no interest in those if it comes naturally or if we just you know i don't mind talking to you but there are times where i just want the give me my beer okay thank you have a great day and i'm gonna go sit over here and do whatever that that totally makes sense yeah for sure i'm talking about more like it's obvious yeah it's obvious it's like oh i want to chat like this game i I just talk something about it but you're talking to chad 45 minutes you talk to me 32 seconds right right like I told you, and I just said that because sometimes I'm oblivious. So they could be rude to me, but I might not know because I'm in my, I'm in my mind frame, my, my zone of like, I don't really need to talk to you either, player. So, you know. It's all good. I just want to eat, have my one or two beers and be out 30 minutes tops. That's it. <laughs> cool. There's all the time I'm like, okay, I'm trying to like lounge. I got somewhere to be in like an hour and a half, but I don't want to go home. But yeah, you're, that's the part of, like, that uh, gets me. I'm going to open this up real quick. Now, really, when I'm trying to be in and out, that's whatever. You can't act like you don't want to talk to me. Because, surprise, I don't want to talk to you either. So, we at the same mutual level. It's when I'm, like, trying to sit and chill. Maybe even have a conversation with you. Whatever's on the screen, what I'm drinking, what I, even what I'm eating. Depends on if there's a place where that has food. It's funny that this is the thing on the can right here. This says, once this is, again, this Trim Tab Brewing Theory of Abundance, Hazy Double Dry Hop Double IPA. But there's a quote on the can that pretty that fits in kind of to what I said a little earlier. It says, once you replace negative thoughts with positive ones, you'll start having positive results. Mm, I might need to start listening to beer cans more often. <laughs> they, need, my, they might need to be my friends. So. Read and enjoy. But, no I disrespect, mean, that, homeboys, not, but now, that's, some, that's a barge right there. Don't get me wrong now. You're going to have assholes. You're going to have you know people who are... Um, that's good. Sorry. I, no, no. We, this is I don't really rock with IPAs at all. Like I'm a sour, darker beer kind of guy. And this trim tab, abundance of theory, is abundance of deliciousness. I will, I will say that. I was in the store and I paused. I was like, "Damn, okay, trim tab." They have a thing called Snowbird. It's a sour, and so both of those, the sour Snowbird and uh, Theory of Abundance, was next to each other. I said, "Damn, I gotta try those." I really would like to go to Trim Tab Brewery too. This is what I'm saying when I passing the beer i come and get on instagram and it's the craft beer connoisseur shout out chris craft beer connoisseur she um she had the two beers the two trim tab trim tab joints on her page i was like i literally just walked past these two beers and said that i gotta try them and so she hit me up today and said they were good money i'm gonna say that we um uh my main place where I work at, which is a, a grocery store, we have their regular IPA. And I think we have their, if I'm not mistaken, it's called Paradise Now. It's like I had their, the blue one, the traditional IPA. And well done, Trinidad. Like, you did a good job with this one. Y'all, y'all hit it on the money with like a traditional IPA style. And it was good. It wasn't just like... Super hobby. It was well balanced. It wasn't too like where it was too hard to drink. It wasn't too dry. 
it left you wanting more. Even if you drank like a whole can or a whole pint of it, like I need another one. <laughs> like that's how this theory of abundance is. This is good. So for the last swig, we're just going to talk about how breweries and things like that are going to be more inclusive for people like us. Ooh. I mean, okay, so I was t- I had a conversation with a brewery owner, and I told him it really starts from within, from within. Um, you know, and I say that because if you're not, if I go into your brewery and I don't see anybody who looks like me, I mean, not anybody, then I have I have concerns at that point. Um, because I know that the brewery industry is very uh, male-centric, white-centric, I am more forgiving, but that's also why I'm doing what I'm doing and why we started this podcast is sure. to help bring that diversity in. But at the end of the day, it, uh, a brewery could absolutely start by hiring people, um, black people, people of color to be a part of their brewery and be the face, not necessarily the face of their brewery, but be a face in the brewery. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or just like, even for me, it's just like, be open-minded or just be open to all demographics. Because sometimes you might stumble upon a group of black beer drinkers. And more times than not, we just want to sit and chill. Like, if we feel like we sit and chill in your your establishment, we're going to be okay. Yeah. Like, we don't need where you're like, Overextending yourself to make sure we feel welcome. I just want you to make me. I don't need you to make me feel welcome. I just need you to not make me feel unwelcome. Exactly. So when I go in there, if you're giving the same energy to Billy as you are to me, I'm totally fine because clearly that's the brewery you offer. But exactly. like I said, if you're holding a 30 minute conversation over there, I don't expect a 30 minute conversation, but I mean, acknowledge you me. Have try a to find something, have a conversation with me. Like, it could be anything. Like, I could be really into the TV show that's on or the game that's on. Boom, that's your perfect chance to be like, oh, who are you pulling for? Boom, and next thing you know, you're in the same conversation. The other part I would say is if you see um, black people attempting to make like making an effort to diversify the industry and they're in your market tap into those people those are the people that you want to connect with because if you create a great relationship with them they're gonna try their best to keep get people into your establishment oh yeah for sure because they feel like you're invested in them you know breweries uh breweries, tap rooms, beer bars, whatever it might be. The black people are definitely an untapped demographic. If you're going to tap into our um our hip hop industry, um if you're going to tap into our culture, then invest in our hopes and dreams. Understand that we don't have the same access as you and you might be the one who can open the door for black people aspiring to be in the beer industry. Yeah, I mean, that definitely sums it up. Um, be sure to catch us on social media. Follow us at the Swig Podcast or you can follow me at the Bearded Brother. And me, Shani Hadia, the Marvelous Gift at the Black Beer Experience. Y'all be easy. Take one last swig, we out. Put your glass to the swig podcast and keep toasting. Uh. Take a swig.